0: Jackie Bray is the person in charge of homeland security in New York state. And she says far-right extremism is among the state's top security concerns. And she's especially worried about that threat coming from within law enforcement.
1: We know that domestic extremists and organizations, the Oath Keepers, the Proud Boys, the Three Percenters, the Bugaloo Boys, recruit in former military and in active law enforcement. And it is incredibly concerning to me. And I think New Yorkers should be aware that that is a tactic of these groups.
0: In episode two of our podcast, If All Fails, Lewis County Sheriff Mike Carpinelli, who has ties to at least two groups described by experts as anti-government and extremist. That's today's story of the day. Support for Story
2: of the Day comes from Long Run Wealth, an SEC-registered investment advisor in Lake Placid, providing comprehensive wealth management, retirement, and financial planning solutions. LongRunWealth.com. And from SciTech Business Solutions, training and consulting services to help businesses grow.
0: More information at CITEC.org. Hey, I'm David Summerstein. It's Wednesday, January 17th. Here's Emily Russell and Zach Hirsch with episode two of If All Else Fails.
3: It's a cold February night back in 2020. Folks are packed inside the Lewis County Courthouse in Lowellville. We
2: want to thank you for coming today. You're speaking from the heart.
3: People
4: are overflowing into the hall, which is really not typical for a county board meeting. But this is a meeting about gun control.
3: This meeting is part of a push to designate Lewis County as a Second Amendment Sanctuary, meaning there wouldn't be local enforcement of state gun laws.
4: 30 minutes in, a man who's been standing in the back walks to the front of the crowd. I speak
2: it, and I'd like to build a chance as a sheriff of this county for the people that are here, okay? Yeah!
4: Lewis County Sheriff Mike Carpinelli. He's in uniform and has a grave expression on his face.
3: Carpinelli is all for the Second Amendment sanctuary idea. He turns to the crowd. This is no joke, Carpinelli says. This
2: is the fight for your lives as you know it in a free republic.
3: Freedom. Freedom. Freedom.
4: You can hear the crowd is fired up behind him.
3: Carpinelli calls Governor Andrew Cuomo a tyrant, says politicians in Albany are against people in Lewis County.
4: But then there's something else Carpinelli says that goes beyond guns. He reminds the room where his allegiance lies.
3: So tonight,
2: I support everybody in this room, but I absolutely support the Constitution, the oath that I took. I will support that way before I'll support the state, way before I'll support the county Constitution, any of the Constitution. (laughs)
3: A few weeks later, Carpinelli emailed some colleagues about Second Amendment sanctuaries.
4: He wrote, quote, We will prevail, but not without a fight. It will be done with faith, education, elections, and force when necessary.
3: Force when necessary. That kind of language worries state and federal counterterrorism officials.
4: In the end, Lewis County did not become a Second Amendment sanctuary. But for the local gun rights crowd, Carpinelli was a hero still is.
3: It's been moments like this that have made Carpinelli popular in Lewis County. While other conservative sheriffs in the North Country say they're obligated to follow state laws, Carpinelli basically says, not necessarily.
4: Carpinelli is part of an ideological movement among law enforcement officials around the country called the Constitutional Sheriffs, led by former Arizona Sheriff Richard Mack. Here he is speaking with Carpinelli in a video interview in 2022.
2: Are you more powerful than any state or federal agent, or even the president, in your county? In my county, Mm -hmm. yes.
3: Max group teaches sheriffs they don't have to follow laws they think are unconstitutional. And we should say very clearly here, experts tell us that ideology is authoritarian and dangerous
4: the Constitutional Sheriffs is considered a far-right anti-government
3: movement. The sheriffs in that movement see themselves as the true patriots, the last line of defense against tyranny.
4: We reached out to Carpinelli multiple times over the months. He turned down our interview request. We wanted to ask him about his legal philosophy and statements like this one from that same interview with Richard Mack.
2: I believe in defending our country. If... All else fails. If all else fails, then we know what we have to do. Then we know. But I don't believe yet that we're there yet.
4: We're gonna dive into these kinds of statements, this belief system. We'll look into Carpinelli's connections to the constitutional
3: sheriffs and another group, the Oath Keepers. That's the militia at the center of the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol.
1: The Oath Keepers were part of organizing an attack on our democracy. Law enforcement leaders should not have formal relationships with them, full stop.
5: What makes a county sheriff think that he has more power than other branches of the government?
3: We know that authoritarianism is on the rise around the world. And in some U.S. counties, this movement to empower constitutional sheriffs has taken hold. And people are buying in. They can't force him to do certain things, which we're glad of
2: anyways. And he knows that the people here are going to back him on that.
4: Lewis County is really conservative. Carpinelli has been elected sheriff four times and even ran for governor. And he's popular not in spite of saying he won't enforce certain laws and mandates, but in part because of it.
5: Being a gun owner, I would side with him on some of the stuff that royally ticks you off if you're a freedom-loving person who owns firearms.
4: This is If All Else Fails from North Country Public Radio. I'm Zach Hirsch.
3: And I'm Emily Russell.
4: First, a bit of backstory. Mike Carpinelli grew up in the Hudson Valley. He enlisted in the U.S. Army Reserve after high
3: school. Carpinelli became a police officer in the mid-80s. He worked in Kingston, in Rochester, and eventually moved to Lewis County. He started as a deputy, then was elected sheriff in 2011.
4: Again, we reached out to Carpinelli several times for this story, and he did return one of our calls and left a voicemail.
2: Yes, hello. do uh, leave a message for Zach Hirsch. This is Sheriff Mike Carpinelli in Lewis County. I got your message, and uh, this is my desk number, if you'd like to call me back anytime. time. And uh, we'll talk, and then I'll decide uh, uh, what we can do. Appreciate you reaching out to me. Thank you. Take care, Zach. Bye-bye.
3: That was the only time we heard from Carpinelli. We called and emailed him after that, but never heard back. But eventually, Carpinelli posted about us on Facebook, calling us the, quote, leftist-leaning press. He wrote, quote, I will not entertain an article that doesn't support our country.
4: So we dug into a lot of his past interviews and public appearances, and it turns out Carpinelli's been really out front with his far-right views. We wanted to figure out how he went down this path, how he aligned himself with the far-right anti-government movement.
3: And why his politics resonate with so many people. One thing was immediately clear, gun rights play a central role in that story.
1: Governor Andrew Cuomo signed a law that is the toughest gun law in the nation right now and tried
3: to... In the wake of the Sandy Hook mass shooting, when 20 children and six adults were massacred at an elementary school in Connecticut, New York passed the SAFE Act.
4: It was a new gun law banning high-capacity magazines and creating a registry for assault weapons, among other tight restrictions.
3: Like many conservatives in the North Country, Carpinelli came out against the legislation. He rallied in Albany, and according to a Rochester newspaper, he said he would not enforce it.
4: Signs calling for the SAFE Act to be repealed popped up all over the North Country. And Carpinelli's hardline stance really resonated with people here, still does today.
3: People like Gene Stanford, who lives in the Lewis County village of Port Leiden. He's a good man for the Second Amendment, and... uh... In this area, that's a big thing. That's a big plus. To my knowledge, yes,
2: there's some laws he don't have to deal with. Because he works for us, this is why he's doing
5: what he's doing.
3: The year the SAFE Act was passed, Carpinelli connected with Richard Mack, the founder of the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association.
4: Here's Mack speaking at a far-right conference in 2021.
2: We can take back America county by county and state by state. And if the state doesn't want to do it, then we'll do it county by county, one good sheriff at a time.
5: That clip
4: was in a recent video on the movement by the Arizona Center for Investigative Reporting. Constitutional sheriffs believe local authorities, not the federal government, have the final say in deciding what is and isn't constitutional. We should point out legal scholars have told us they don't have the final say.
3: And Rachel Goldwasser with the Southern Poverty Law Center says they're doing more than just pushing a fringe legal theory. Their
1: goal is really to just radicalize every single sheriff in the country into determining that they're not going to follow particular federal and even state laws.
4: Carpinelli was a keynote speaker at a constitutional sheriff's national conference a few years ago. And today, his photo is on the group's homepage endorsing Mac, who in turn calls Carpinelli a good friend. This tape is from Max talk show. Uh,
2: he's on our website, very loyal to me. And when anybody talks about constitutional sheriffs in New York, Mike Carpinelli is the first name that comes up.
3: As Carpinelli got more into politics, pushing back against gun laws, he was also connecting with that other group we've mentioned, the Oath Keepers.
4: In 2013, the Oath Keepers put out a call to form militias and county sheriff posses. A lot of people reportedly left the group in the years that followed, as the Oath Keepers became a militia and got more violent in their rhetoric.
3: Despite that violent rhetoric, Carpinelli stuck by them. In 2016, he accepted the New York Oath Keepers Constitutional Sheriff Award. Today, a photo of him holding that award is the top image on his professional Facebook page.
4: Rich Giardino is a Republican sheriff in nearby Fulton County. He's also very conservative. But when he was invited to join the Oath Keepers, he said no.
3: Giardino knows Carpinelli personally, says he trusts him as a sheriff, but has hesitations about the groups he's connected to.
0: It sounds good, Oath Keeper. You took an oath to the Constitution. Sounds great. You know, but then stick with your oath to the Constitution. I think that some of the leadership in some of these places are too extreme that I don't want my name to be attached to that message.
4: The Oath Keepers played a key role in the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol. A mob threatened to hang members of Congress and Vice President Mike Pence. Multiple people died during and after the attack.
3: For months, President Donald Trump and his allies had been falsely claiming that the election was stolen. On that day, Carpinelli was at a Stop the Steal rally in Albany. In a Facebook Live video, Carpinelli's speech sounded almost biblical.
2: Don't be discouraged by what you hear. From the tongues that are
4: not of the pure. That have been months after January 6th, Oath Keepers founder Stuart Rhodes emailed his supporters encouraging them to rally for people arrested in connection with the Capitol riot.
3: We got that email chain through a Freedom of Information request. And Carpinelli is on that email chain.
4: Carpinelli responded to Rhodes, writing, Hi, Stuart. Good to hear you, sir. And told Rhodes he'd attended one of those rallies within the past week.
3: The sheriff has said he does not condone the violence that happened on January 6th. But he's also downplayed the events and implications of that day, when Trump and his allies and rioters on the ground worked to delay the certification of the 2020 presidential election.
4: Carpinelli also vouched for one of the people arrested for entering the Capitol, calling him a good friend.
3: Someone from Lewis County wrote an op-ed about that statement, saying Carpinelli should, quote, hang his head in shame.
4: But when we brought up January 6th in recent interviews in Lewis County, most people sounded more like this.
3: I think the whole thing was pretty blown out of proportion. That's Cindy Norts, who lives in Lauville. We also asked about Carpinelli's ties to the Oath Keepers and the constitutional sheriffs. What do you think about your sheriff being involved in some of those kinds of groups? Do you have any problems with it? No, I don't really. It's
4: not illegal to associate with the Oath Keepers or the constitutional sheriffs or to rally. But Jackie Bray, commissioner of New York's Division of Homeland Security and Emergency Services, says Carpinelli's behavior is concerning.
1: The Oath Keepers leaders have been convicted of seditious conspiracy and of organizing a coup against the Democratic leadership of this country. There's nothing more offending to me than that.
3: She's talking about the idea of democracy with a little d. In a democracy, voters elect politicians to make laws, and law enforcement, well, enforces those laws.
4: But constitutional sheriffs say they can choose which laws they believe in. And we've seen that with Mike Carpinelli in Lewis County.
3: First, over guns, and more recently, other big issues that affect a lot of people, like the pandemic.
4: Carpinelli pushed back on state COVID mandates, refusing to enforce what he called an unlawful quarantine. Here he is at a county board meeting in
2: 2021. For all of us to be such sheep and be in such fear is absolutely ridiculous. Now you're going to use a law enforcement official to try to get people to stay in their house? Not a chance from this guy.
3: Then last summer, he waded into the culture war battle over gender identity in schools. In a Facebook Live interview, Carpinelli referred to gender policies as, quote, mind control.
2: If any parent goes to school, they find out that, that the administration is pushing this pedophile, this, this, this anti-gender crap about who they are and what they are, and a parent feels that their child has been endangered by the school system, we'll send down a deputy or an investigator, and we will arrest that school teacher.
4: Carpinelli is suggesting he could arrest someone for teaching something he doesn't agree with,
5: not for something that's against the law. I mean, to me, as a scholar who studies these things, it smacks of authoritarianism, right?
3: That's Joe Henderson. He's a professor at Paul Smith's college in the Adirondacks.
5: It's this kind of belief that, like, you should be deferential to certain kinds of authority, and, like, anybody who deviates from that authority, like, needs to be punished.
3: Henderson, and others who study extremism, say this is why this kind of rhetoric matters.
4: He says it's a local authority picking and choosing which laws to enforce, leaving an entire population potentially at the mercy of one person's ideology.
5: How does somebody, on the one hand, believe that the government shouldn't tread on them while also being literally an agent of the state? And the way that's a smooth ideology, right, is that you believe that your interpretation of the state is the correct one.
3: And there's another layer here. Carpinelli and many others in the Constitutional Sheriff's Movement talk about God a lot. They say the Constitution was divinely inspired.
4: John Finn, a government professor at Wesleyan University, says rooting the movement in religion takes it to another level.
3: It means
2: the local county sheriff is the ultimate bulwark against people messing around with God's work. So... It allows them to imagine themselves as the great defenders of God's plan for America.
4: Carpinelli is one of eight constitutional sheriffs around New York and dozens across the country.
3: As for the Oath Keepers, a leaked list showed at one point there were nearly 2,000 members in New York, including dozens in law enforcement.
4: Drive around Lewis County and you'll see lots of signs in support of Mike Carpinelli. Some people still even have Carpinelli for governor signs from a couple of years ago.
3: We We drove around and talked to a lot of people, both in person and later over the phone. We wanted to figure out how Carpinelli's behavior, his embrace of a fringe ideology, is even possible. Here's what we know.
4: First, plenty of people just aren't aware of any of that stuff. We asked Lydia Eastman from Glenfield about Carpinelli's connections to the Oath
3: Keepers and Constitutional Sheriffs. I don't keep up with that. I don't even know what that means. But here's what Eastman does know about Carpinelli. I've seen a lot of his signs around. I've never had any encounters with him, but I know that he's helped a lot of my friends and family in the community.
4: Second, there are people in Lewis County who are aware of those ties and his statements, and either love Carpinelli for it, like Gene Stanford, who we heard from earlier—
3: or it's just not the most important thing about the sheriff.
4: Like for Richard Defone, who's actually a former village judge from Lauville, He says you can't pick and choose which laws to follow. But overall?
0: Well, I think
2: he's done a good job as a sheriff. I think he uh, brought innovation to the department, and the department's run pretty well.
4: Some people in Lewis County are concerned about Carpinelli. But most didn't want to talk on tape, said they were scared of the repercussions.
3: One county lawmaker, a Republican, also didn't want to talk on tape, but did give us some insight into the sheriff and his career, describing Carpinelli as the most popular politician in Lewis County.
4: The people of Lewis County consistently elect him, the lawmaker said, adding, quote, There's no secret about where he stands.
3: For North Country Public Radio, I'm Emily Russell.
4: And I'm Zach Hirsch.
0: The story is part of a new NCPR podcast on far-right extremism in the North Country called If All Else Fails. You can listen to all the episodes right now by subscribing to the podcast. Just go to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen and search for If All Else Fails. Or just go to our website, ncpr.org slash ifallelsefails. We have more North Country news there all the time, ncpr.org. Music today by Ben Sharon of Watertown. I'm David Summerstein, North Country Public Radio.